Ciao tutti! Hello everyone and welcome to With Her Own Wings. I'm your host, Elena Vizzini, Elena Vizzini. And this podcast, for those of you who are new, um, is about my experience moving from Portland, Oregon to Bologna, Italy during the COVID-19 pandemic. And this week's episode is actually a little bit of a throwback episode. Um, I had recorded an interview um, back in March with three ladies who participated in a youth exchange program, and I have not had the time to put together an episode for that, for this interview. Um, fortunately, I set aside some time today. It's now May, <laughs> Mother's Day, um, and was able to put together this uh, interview to share with you guys. Um, just so with a little bit of background, um, I am a volunteer for the Portland Bologna Sister City Association. The two cities are uh, sister cities, participants in the Sister City program. And I joined the board last February, um, not this February, but the February before, right before the uh, pandemic hit. And so I've been participating as a volunteer for the past year. And as part of the, the major part of the program that we support is a youth exchange where a group of high school age students from Portland and another group from Bologna participate in a hosted exchange experience. Um, and in the past, this occurs on a two-year cycle. Um, so students from the group in Portland go over one summer for two weeks to Bologna and are hosted by students from Bologna and their families. And then those students then come back the following year to Portland the following summer to do the same experience, but in Portland. Um, so it's a two-year cycle with two-week uh, exchanges in both Portland and Bologna, as well as a number of other um, programming such as language, um, language classes and meet and greets with the families as well. So obviously with the pandemic, this program has been on hold for both 2020 and 2021. And as a result, uh, to substitute it, the board has developed with some of the past youth exchange participants, a program called Kira Kira. Kira Kira. Um, and that is the name and title of this week's episode, Kira Kira. And that term means chit chat or light talk, small conversation. Um, there's also another term that I use in the interview, Kira Kirata, uh, just another form of that, that word, Kira Kira. And so that brings us to this week's episode where I. Um, we'll be sharing with you an interview that I did with the three participants, previous participants in the Youth Exchange program. Their names are Sophie and Olivia and Irene. Sophie and Olivia are both interns for the Portland Bologna Sister City Association Board, and I've had the pleasure of working with them on some marketing projects uh, over the past couple of months. And Irene uh, is a current 
university student in Bologna, and she participated with Sophie and Olivia several years ago in the program. So um, I'm going to be sharing this interview with you guys. That's the main gist of this week's episode. Keep in mind that the interview was took place uh, back in March 13th, so a lot has changed since then. Um, in terms of the regulations here in Bologna, we're now in the yellow zone, out of the red zone. Um, life is starting to come alive here in the city, and so you'll you'll be hearing some information that's a bit outdated. But overall, um, these ladies are going to share with you their experience with the youth exchange program, as well as their impressions of both Portland and Bologna. And then we turn the conversation to chat a bit about COVID and how that's impacted their experiences finishing up high school and entering into college, which has definitely been a huge impact on this age group this past year. And I thought it would be great to have these ladies share their emotional experiences that they've gone through in trying to make decisions regarding, you know, this big light part of a life transition. So um, we'll be speaking a bit about that. And then they'll also share with you all the Kira Kira project that they have started as well and how that has contributed to uh, their their social life during this uh, the pandemic. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to start the interview and then uh, we'll circle back at the end with my thoughts on on how it went and some things that came up for me listening to to these ladies' experiences. All right, here we go. To start off, um, I wanted you guys to each introduce yourselves. So I will start. Let's start out with Sophie. Um, if you want to say your name and where you live, and then. Um, what year you are in school, and then also maybe your favorite subject. That might be helpful. Okay. Um, so my name is Sophie. I live in Portland. I'm in my senior year of high school, and my favorite subject is social studies. Awesome. All right. And how about Olivia? Hi, I'm Olivia. Um, I'm a senior in high school, and I live in Portland, Oregon. And one of my favorite subjects in school is um ancient history or just history in general awesome and Irene <laughs> hello all right so my name is Irene or Irene you can choose and I'm in the first year of university I study medicine here in Bologna and I live here also wonderful and when did you guys participate in the youth exchange I guess I'll have uh, Irene go ahead and you can you can start first. Uh, all right. I think it was the first two weeks of July 2018. Okay. Uh, because I remember spending there uh, Independence Day. So it was the 4th of July. So I think so. Yes. Yeah. What, what were your impressions of the 4th of July in the United States? Well, it was obviously new because... I mean, we don't have that in Italy, of course. So it was new, and I felt I felt the true American spirit because I remember all the people going around, uh, like talking to each other and all the American mm-hmm. flags. And I remember that I also tried like one of those things. Um, oh my God! That like uh, firemen use to like put off 
fires. Oh. So I don't know if Olivia, you can remember that, but I can. No, yeah, I remember. Gave me a hat, so it was kind of cool. And well, I remember eating hot dogs. So oh, and I remember <laughs> the night uh, watching um, the fires from the Portland Bridge. So it was all the fireworks. So it was yes, yeah. <laughs> Yes, we we love our fireworks for yes. sure. <laughs> and there were all the people there with blankets. It was really a nice thing. Like I I felt connected with all the people that were there, even though I'm not American. So that's great. Mm, good. Yeah. Yes, it's definitely one of my favorite holidays because my birthday is the next day. So oh, it's sort of like everyone celebrating my birthday. Oh, that's all that's my mom's birthday too. That's so funny. What was your, you know, what was your reason for participating in the exchange program? I guess so it's hard to know who wants to talk first, but I'll just start with Sophie and then I'll call on the other, on you other ladies. We'll go in a little circle. <laughs> okay. Um, I was just really like excited about community and like building connections with not just people from Portland, but also from Bologna and learning new language and getting to travel, like just having a new experience was really appealing to me. Mm -hmm. Was it your first time coming to Europe when you came? No, I'm actually, I'm actually an Irish citizen. I was born in Ireland. Um, I moved to Portland in 2010. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I lived in, I lived in Canada before that. Um, So my siblings are both Canadian actually. So I like travel is super important to me. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I just really value the opportunity to travel and meet new people and build connections in Italy and that kind of thing. So, okay, uh, great. And how about you, Olivia? Um, I love traveling. So when I heard through my school about the exchange program, I thought it would be a great idea and a fun experience to travel um, by myself for the first time out of the country and to make like and to learn about um, Italian culture and just have like a fun experience um, because I've never been on an exchange before. This was my first one. Mm-hmm. So I thought it would just been a really fun experience. And was it your first time coming to Europe or coming to Italy when you traveled in 2018? No, it wasn't. My family and I um, took our first big out of um, out of country vacation in 2014 mm. and we stopped in Italy, but this was my first time in Bologna and it was really nice. Yeah. Well, we'll get more to your impressions of the city a, a little bit later, but <laughs> Irene, what was your reason for doing the exchange and was it your first time in America or in the Pacific Northwest in particular? Um, yes, it was actually my first time outside of Europe. Mm-hmm. So it was really exciting and, um, uh, well, I also wanted to, you know, experience new things. And also, like, I had done an exchange before, but I was going to, like, English school in the morning. And I wanted to do something just to experience the culture rather than going to school to learn a language. Mm-hmm. So I thought this was, like, great for that. And also, yeah, to meet, like, people, new people from new places and build connections as well. And what were your impressions of Portland? Um, what... How would you explain your experience uh, coming to, to Portland and spending two weeks there? Well, I honestly loved Portland right away because, like, all the people seem so nice. Like, they're very f- friendly and strangers, like, um, come up to you in the streets to tell you that they like your outfits and stuff. And that's so great. And, like, I don't know, people can express themselves. I had this feeling that... 
everyone accepts each other for who they are. And I don't know, I kind of felt like it was the American Bologna. Because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like really friendly environment that I like. So, and I also mm. really liked like nature and like vintage shops. I mean, I like the vibe, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it definitely, uh, I grew up in Portland and moving here to Bologna, I have, a, it does feel like a, there's a lot of similarities between the city for sure. So I can see where you identified with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and how about you, Sophie? Um, what were your impressions of Bologna and your two weeks um, with the exchange when you came here? Yeah, I thought it was beautiful. I mean, one of the things I love about Europe and especially Italy is how historical it is. Like, it's just such a beautiful city and you can see the age and um, yeah, I risked, I really loved walking around and exploring and I, yeah, I just, I loved Bologna. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful. Definitely. And you, Olivia? Oh my gosh. I fell in love with it the first day we arrived. Um, <laughs> when the first day, actually, um, my host family took us out on town. We just were walking around all night and it was absolutely amazing. There was um, music and it was such a warm experience. And I agree with Sophie, just like the architecture and like the historical vibe was absolutely breathtaking. It was such a wonderful experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a different vibe than other cities in in Italy. And I, because uh, I used to live in Rome actually for a year, oh. and it was just it's gorgeous, but just too many people. And I feel like this is the right size. And yeah. I definitely don't. Um, I I feel like it's very authentic Italian as well, as opposed to being over touristy. Yeah, yeah definitely. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I noticed is, like, how youthful the city is. There's so many young people out at night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just, I, I really liked that about it as well because it just doesn't feel like that in Portland. There's not a lot of, like, energy and, and night. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I agree. It feels very safe. Yeah, because, yeah. like, a lot of people come here for the university. So it's it's yeah. known to be a very, a very university-friendly city. So... That might be a reason for that. But yes, I agree. So my next question actually is going to be about COVID, unfortunately, which we've all had to live with this Mm -hmm. past year. And um, I know the news of when COVID came to Europe and hit Italy so hard was a big story in the U.S. And um, so I wanted to hear from uh, Irene your experience with the first lockdown last spring and, um, you know, how you how you dealt with that as a student and um, also, you know, what your thoughts are now that it's been a year since then, you know, what thought, what feelings has that brought up? So I'll let you explain. Um, So, well, at first, we didn't think it it was such a serious thing. So I remember that when they first closed the schools, we were still going out because we didn't think that it was going to become such a huge, you know, phenomenon. But then um, just the awareness grew and we were hit so badly in the first months that I was calling up all my friends from around the world because I also went to Canada. Mm-hmm. So I had Canadian friends and I was calling Olivia and Georgia to tell them that, I mean, um, this was a really serious thing because I, I kind of was leaving it before it came to, the Amer- to, to America. Mm-hmm. So I 
who was trying to make people understand that it was this was really a serious business and yeah like people were dying and all so it was kind of you know and Italy <laughs> was famous all around the world because it was it, it was real it was hit really bad at first and I remember that I was like in my last year of high school and at least in Italy at the end of high school we have the maturity exam mm-hmm. which was supposed to be written and uh, eventually we did it like an oral we did like an oral test because we couldn't write it mm-hmm. because we couldn't be in school because otherwise we couldn't have kept the distance and so I was really worried because we didn't know uh, how the exam would take place and what would it be like and also like I had uh, a voyage schedule with my class and we couldn't do it mm-hmm. because we couldn't leave our country and stuff and so it was really like you know weird and sad mm-hmm. but at the same it made me realize that um, a lot of things that you take for granted are actually important. Like even going for a walk with a friend or, I don't know, taking a train and going to Florence, which is the thing that normally you would do. Mm-hmm. You cannot do anymore because you cannot leave your city. So, yes, it, it made me also appreciate things that I usually take for granted. Mm-hmm. So I can say that. And right now, well, Bologna right now has a lot of cases. I think it's the most hit uh, city in Italy. So mm-hmm. we feel that. But also, I going around, I see people. So I think that we're all kind of tired with the situation. Mm-hmm. And that we, I mean, we respect the rules because we understand that they're, I mean, that they're right. But we're also kind of tired with the situation. So, I mean, we, we can't stay just at home. 24 7 so I, I mean myself I I go for a for a walk too sometimes but sometimes it's, it's, just, it's too mm-hmm. much but, <laughs> definitely um so my next uh, I guess the same question would apply for Olivia and Sophie about um when you heard the news of COVID hitting Italy you know how did you did you reach out to your contacts that you made there what were your thoughts um as you were seeing the coverage there and what are your thoughts a year later now that you've lived through it all and that you saw it coming to Europe and then to the U.S. and now we're still living through it um oh go ahead oh when I first heard of it in Italy it it sounded I was I was shocked about it but I didn't fully like comprehend what was happening because it wasn't Mm -hmm. in the U.S. yet and so I to be honest I can't remember but I remember Irena reaching out to me in Georgia and we reaching out back making sure that you know they're safe and everybody and I have a couple other friends in Italy too that we reached out to and um, just seeing if they were okay and we sent Irene a care package. Oh, yes. Yeah. But um, I, it was, I didn't, I didn't quite take it seriously until it came to the U S which is not very good. But um, then when schools closed and um, stores started closing up all around in Portland, I started to realize the situation that we were in and how, um, not extravagant but extreme Mm -hmm. it was yeah no definitely I mean 
yeah, it's it's hard to remember. Like, the, everything is kind of blurred together over the past year. So there's a lot of kind of fog. But um, I definitely know that I reached out to Francesco and um, wanted to see how he was doing and, and people that he was in contact with from the program were doing. Um, and, yeah, I just – I can't really remember how I felt, but I'm sure that it was definitely concerning. Mm-hmm. Um it's yeah. crazy to to think a year has passed and um I do I do yeah, remember like, seeing well, uh, some clips of uh that my family from Italy was sending me about like warning Americans and providing their uh you know kind of uh, suggestions for how to survive the lockdowns that were happening um and so um, my other question, though, is uh, for Irene about what university has been like for you in in this such a weird year. Um, and then also I wanted to ask Olivia and Sophie what your guys' plans are for university next year. Um, and so I'll start with Irene. Yes. So I started university uh, in the middle of October. And um, I actually could go uh, to the university uh, because I was attending the first year. So uh, people from the first mm, freshman, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. well, freshmen could go like mm, physically going to university to uh, listen to lectures, um, while all the all the other students couldn't. Uh, but now that the cases that the cases are so many, we can't anymore. So we have to follow them from our mm-hmm. computer. And we have uh, uh, what is called the didattica mista, meaning that usually um, um, the university provides both physical lectures uh, and online lectures, so you can decide which one to follow. And also, like a lot of people from other cities, didn't move to Bologna because they could still follow from your computer, from their computer, the lessons, so they, so they didn't move, they didn't, like, yeah, move. And, yes, I miss going, uh, physically going to university a lot, because I'm, I think that, like, having relationships with people, with your colleagues, is very important in this time, and also following from your computer is very difficult, because lectures are difficult, and it you cannot really follow the teacher so well from your computer. I mean, this is my impression, but it depends. <laughs> and also, all I had to take all my exam from my computer, oh. and <laughs> so great because <laughs> I mean, um, you could still see the teacher, but it it, it obviously isn't the same. So yes, um, I'm a little bit upset because I can go to the university, but still. I hope that this will improve. Mm-hmm. Me too. <laughs> okay, uh, Olivia, what are your plans for school next year? Well, um, I've applied to several colleges, but I've decided to go to Oregon State. And I'm not entirely sure if their COVID um, regulations have changed, but it used to be that freshmen were required to live their first year on mm-hmm. campus. And so... Um, if that if that's still a requirement, I think I'm fine with going. I'll obviously quarantine there when I first get mm-hmm. there. But um, my family and I were very cautious about like COVID, and we have safety precautions. So I feel like I wouldn't 
I wouldn't be like contributing to this friend because mm-hmm. we don't we don't get out a lot mm-hmm. since Mar- last mm-hmm. March. Um, but I feel I'm excited. I well, COVID obviously puts a damp like dampens everything. But I'm excited for college. Mm-hmm. Like I'm excited to move out and try new things and meet new people. Yeah, it is. A, it's a very hard time to imagine having to uh, um, live in a suspended world, you know, of expectations, Mm -hmm. um, because just the process of moving and starting off in university is like a rite of passage, you know, as we say, it's like part of your experience growing up. And um, I feel like it's been taken away from your gen, like your age group. Um, a bit because of of the complications that have happened. Um, so I'm I'm thank you for sharing your your feelings about that. And how about you, Sophie? Um. Yeah. So I've applied to a couple of schools, and I'm still waiting to hear back. But um, if I get into UBC, that's probably where I plan to go because um, uh-huh. Vancouver is very near and dear to my heart. Um, but. I'm also pretty heavily considering taking a gap year. My friend, who's also did PBSCA with me, Izzy, um, really Mm. wants to – she's also taking a gap year, she thinks, and she wants to maybe travel a little bit with me or, like, rent an apartment somewhere. Um, And, yeah, she's a great travel buddy. Oh, that's – We're kind of figuring out what we want to do. Do you – would you think that that's um, – I don't want to say like normal, but or common. But do you think more people are considering that option because of what happened this past year? And oh, definitely. Yeah. Because I think the idea of paying full college tuition and then being trapped in my dorm, especially somewhere where like I don't already know a lot mm-hmm. of people, um, I think is really unappealing. And I know a lot of people who have gone to college this first year and they're like trapped in a dorm in New York or whatever, and like. I mean, it's really, really depressing. It can be really hard to not have a lot of mm-hmm. contact with people and be trapped in this little space. And so I think that I want to, if, if I'm able to delay my college experience and have something more enriching, that would be great because I definitely feel like I've had, I've lost so much time. I feel like I never, ever got to oh. like that whole period of time. It just sucked away from me. And like, that mm-hmm. really sucks. Um, and so I'm trying to, do what yes. I can <laughs> to be able to enjoy mm-hmm. being young. Mm-hmm. Irene, did were did you hear of friends that decided to take a year off this year from school, from going to university? Um well, I don't think so. Uh not that I I don't think well in Italy is not such a common thing, mm-hmm. I must say. Um, people usually go to university right away uh, and then maybe they travel during university because we have this program such as overseas and Erasmus where you can go and study abroad for a period of time which could be like six months or a whole year and stuff so they people usually go to university right away yes there's not it's not that mm-hmm. common but again Maybe some people do it, but I don't know anyone who chose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's my understanding too that a lot more people go to school uh, closer to home than leaving home. Would that be? Is that a correct assumption? Yes. Um, well, yes. Um, unless, well, unless there's like 
a university that you really want to mm-hmm. go to. For example, uh, like if you want to study engineering, there's a very good school in Milan. So people decide mm-hmm. to move to Milan to go there. But unless you have this uh, certain desire to go somewhere, then you choose to stay home, uh, partially for an, an economic reason. Because, I mean, moving out, like, I mean, uh, it's not, I mean, it can be mm-hmm. expensive. Yes. And also because, uh, I don't know, um, universities uh, really offer kind of everything. <laughs> like, I don't know how to explain this, but like University of Bologna has everything. <laughs> like, you study medicine, that you can do it. You can, well, you want to study math? Okay. You want to study, like, literature? You have it. So you don't really mm-hmm. need to, I mean less you have like yeah nothing you want to do which is abroad yeah. okay um so my i'm gonna shift gears and my next question is about the kiakira the that you guys have started doing with the previous mm-hmm. youth exchange um uh, participants um so i think sophie do you want to explain uh what the kiakira is and you know how this idea came about Sure. Um, So, yeah, we just we wanted to be able to connect people from Portland and Bologna during this time. That's been pretty isolating. Um, So about once a month, we've been doing a group Zoom call um, and kind of alternating who's in it a little bit. The groups have been changing up each time, also depending on who's available. But, um, yeah, we've just been doing kind of check in calls. Some of them have had themes. Last theme we had was spring, I think. Um, and it's been really great to be able to just catch up and see where people are at and um, reconnect. It's nice. been really, really nice. Um, Irene, how has it been seeing um, some of the the students on there? What, how many have you, first of all, how many have you attended and what has been your experience doing it? Uh, well, I'm a little bit sad because uh, every time there were a lot of people missing. Um, but yeah, I think that it's very useful because um, it allows us it, it it allows us to like keep the connections and also to kind of uh, understand how people from other countries are coping with mm-hmm. the situation. So um, yeah, it it makes you realize that there's a whole world outside and that there's not just Italy, there's not just your own, but there's also like other people from other countries living the same situation as you. So it makes you feel less mm-hmm. alone. And also like, I speak for me, but it gives me an opportunity to like improve my English and practice it a little bit because mostly in high school, I haven't really had the chance to do it. So yeah. And yeah, it's, it's nice to see new faces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about you, Olivia? What are your thoughts on the Kiakira? Um, I've enjoyed it. It's been something to look forward to every month to see all my friends, even if it's virtually. Um, it's been nice to hear. Uh, it's nice been nice to hear and see everybody. Um, truthfully, um, because of COVID, there hasn't been like much new new um, events to mm-hmm. talk about. But we always find a way to like talk for uh, almost an hour every time. And we've been doing little art projects in it too, which I find fun because when yes. it's <laughs> draw or create whatever you want, I love seeing what people come up with. It's always something fun. To so see. do you draw yeah. something and you share it on screen? Is that how that works? Um, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, people. Uh, Sophie did a collage from she cut out magazines mm. last oh, time. Yeah. That was fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just it's just um, little fun doodles or um, like collages or even mm-hmm. paintings, and it's it's just something random but something fun to see and create. Definitely, yeah. It's good to have an outlet and uh, all this time that we have without distraction gives us time to do those kinds of things to wrap everything up i'll just ask you each of you guys a fun question um and thank you guys so much for your time for um sharing your experiences with me and yeah yeah thanks for having us so my my question to each of you will be um what is the one thing about the host country you went to that you miss the most uh, from your from your time when you went to either the U.S. or Italy. Um, I'll start with Olivia. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Uh, there's so many things to pick. Um, I definitely mostly miss the people. I miss the people. I miss everybody's smiles and laughter and all the fun times we had. But I also actually really miss the food. <laughs> um, <laughs> the food really, really good. <laughs> but most importantly, and what I miss the most is definitely okay. the people. Yes. We're all missing human contact these days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Irene, how about you, Irene? What, what do you miss about uh, the U.S. or about the experience <laughs> that you had in Portland? Um... I don't know, like, I miss, and it's going to sound probably a little weird, seeing something fresh. Like, I don't know, like, the whole experience of the drive-in, which mm-hmm. really doesn't exist. Also, like, I miss Hobo. Oh. I miss, like, <laughs> Hobo. Yeah, Hobo I, I love it. <laughs> I don't know why, but yeah, I love it. I, lo- I miss, like, Mexican food. I miss the people, and, like, the whole like American vibe that I felt while I was there, um, yeah, I just yeah, I, and I also I while I was to Canada because mm-hmm. I went to Canada that year, they invited me like Olivia and Georgia invited me uh, to the U.S. for the Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and so I went visiting them actually mm-hmm. even in November, uh, also Olivia's birthday, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I also missed that too, like the fact of feeling in a family even though it wasn't my family I felt loved as if I was part, part of the family and I think I need to like the vibe there you go part of me there I think. So, yeah. absolutely we miss you so much you're so your sister <laughs> okay and Sophie uh, what is it that you miss about yeah. uh, Bologna Italy and the experience that you had I just I really miss my the food. Mm. It was so good, but also mm-hmm. I, I really miss my friends and the community we had. It was so much fun, like with our group going to all these different places and oh just oh, it was so wonderful. And I really miss it oh, so I, much. We have so many good memories. Yeah. Yes, I can imagine. I uh, have to say that travel has been one of my. It's my passion. Um, and yeah, I think you, what you guys yeah. went through is gonna live with you forever and it's created uh, something that 
I agree. Definitely. It's amazing because some of these people will come back in your life later. For example, my Italian uh, roommate in Rome, uh, we lived together 13 years ago, and now she lives in Bologna, and we've reconnected again. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. So, and then I'm sure, Irene, I'm going to find a time to meet you while I'm here, too. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When we get out of Zona Rosa. Exactly. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for for the interview. I really appreciate your time. And I would love to get a few. Well, thank you all for listening to that lovely interview with Sophie, Olivia, and Irene. Um, I do have to apologize for my interview skills <laughs> and also my technical skills with recording this podcast, but it was my first time using a um, multi-way recorder, and I think it went okay for the first time. Um, also doing an interview over audio only, uh, I learned some things about uh, interview techniques <laughs> in making sure people know who I'm talking to because it's a bit hard without any facial cues. Um, but besides that, um, I wanted I had a couple closing thoughts about how what these ladies shared with with me during the interview. Um, and I do also have some updates. So I'll start with updates uh, first. Um, I recently checked in with Sophie and Olivia at a board meeting. And um, Sophie has decided to take a gap year, as she mentioned during the interview. And so she will be traveling this coming year with a friend and um, has accepted her offer to attend University of British Columbia in Vancouver, um, but taking a a year off and will start her studies the following year there. Olivia um, will be attending OSU, as she mentioned in the podcast. Um, I have not checked in with Irene yet, but after recording this, um, I'm going to send her the link and see if maybe we can meet up for a coffee or something in town, um, as I would love to see her in person. So those are the updates from uh, the interview and I do want to chat a bit uh, about I thought it was interesting that Sophie had brought up the idea of doing a gap year um, before starting her studies this is something that I believe there is maybe one or two people in my high school that did that um, after after graduating and I thought it was so it was so rare and something that um you know, didn't cross my mind or I think was kind of in the in the common practice of people my age when we graduated from high school. So I think it's been, inter- it was interesting to hear firsthand someone who made that decision as a result of what happened this past year with the pandemic. And um, personally, I think college isn't necessarily for everyone or, you know, traditional four-year college. And also there's many avenues people can take after high school. So it was, uh, I'm, I'm curious to follow Sophie's story and see what happens on her adventure next year of travel and how she navigates travel as well in this post, it's, we're not quite there yet, but, um, you know, post COVID-19 world. Um, 
And also some thoughts that came up when I was doing this interview. Um, I just have to say that I it was kind of a throwback for me to put myself in the shoes of these um, ladies in that first taste of a cultural exchange experience. Um, Sophie and Olivia have already, and Irene had already been abroad before, so it wasn't their first taste of it necessarily, but to be a part of a community of doing an exchange together is really a unique a unique experience. And um, I just am so... Uh, such a supporter of this, and that's why I I personally um, want to volunteer my time to help make it happen for other students. Um, and I just am I'm thinking about that time when I was in high school, and I think actually the first time I went to Italy, I was uh, in eighth grade. And having that sense of looking at a world outside of your own little town, um, when you're a teenager, you're very wrapped up in your, your, the life in your school and your friends and your family. And just, to just think about the way that the world works around you outside of your, your small bubble, um, it's eye-opening and I think it's really formative to understand that there are other ways of doing things, other ways of living your life beyond what your personal uh, community of friends and family have shown you. And so um, these youth exchanges are, are uh, a way to facilitate that. And so I wanted to just share that opinion with, with my audience because I think it has been such a foundation for how I have continued to live my life after these initial experiences, meeting people from other countries and traveling to other countries, um, and has contributed to me being open-minded um, and willing to to try different things and to be a, a more flexible and understanding person. Um, so that's the sentimental piece of this all. <laughs> um, and then beyond that, um, in terms of just changing context to the board itself, um, we do, if you, any of the audience members are interested in getting involved and in supporting the work of, of the board, we are actually um, working on developing a scholarship program to allow um, BIPOC youth to have opportunities, access to funding to participate in the program. So those with uh, less financial means uh, and from communities of color, underserved communities to be a part of this experience and to share their stories with the, the students from Bologna that come to Portland as well. So we have an annual fundraiser um, in the fall called Sagra. And there's also a, a dinner, a supporters dinner coming up in June. We're still in the planning phases of that. But if you're interested in finding out more information and following along with the Portland Bologna Sister City Association, our website is portland-bologna.org. And I'll also put our um, Instagram handle as well in the description of this program and you can always reach out to me if you're interested in attending any of the programs or getting involved with the work of the 
of the association. So that is all I have for this week. Um, I definitely have a lot to share with you all in the coming weeks um, as there have been some changes to my living situation and also our school is back in session starting tomorrow. So I look forward to sharing that with you all. And for now, I will uh, sign off. Until next time, ciao, ciao.